The advice and opinions expressed by the host of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. The Center for Autism and Related Disorders advises working with a board-certified behavior analyst who has experience with autism before starting any intensive behavioral intervention. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Welcome to Autism Live. I'm Shannon Penrod, and we're coming to you live from the Warner Center in Woodland Hills, California. This is the home for Autism Live. It is also the home for the Center for Autism and Related Disorders. Very excited to be here with you live on this Thursday morning because we have a guest this morning that is one of our most requested guests. Uh, she's going to be joining us in just a few minutes. Danny Bowman is going to be here with us, and she's introducing us to two. Uh, people that she's been working with that I've never had an opportunity to meet before. So excited about that uh, and thrilled to be able to give you that content. If you haven't met Danny Bowman in your travels, you're going to want to make sure you meet her. But Traven is going to show you some of the different ways that you can connect because you might have a question for Danny during a live show or her two guests that she's going to introduce us to. So Traven's showing you some of the different ways that you can connect, some of the different ways that you can get your question heard or your thoughts or your concerns or ways for you to suggest show elements. You know, Danny's been on the show before a couple of different times, but we hadn't had her recently because she, you'll hear, she's a very busy young woman. Uh, but so many of you wrote in repeatedly and they were like, where's Danny? Why isn't Danny on the show? You should have Danny on the show. And of course, we believe that too, but it just spurred us to, to pester her and say, hey, come and talk about some of the amazing things that you're doing. And she had a window, so we took it. So anyway, uh, definitely write into us. Let us know if, if there's something, you know, we try to be on as many screens as we can possibly be for you and be there free, free of charge to you. We're on iTunes. It's a free download. Uh, we're on YouTube, all the different places. Look, iHeartRadio, all these different things. But if you're having trouble connecting with us for any reason, please write and tell us. We do like to hear what would work for you. Most of the time when we add a new place for us to appear, it's because uh, a viewer wrote in and said, hey, I, you know, I listen to my podcasts via this. And so why aren't you there? And you know what the answer usually is? We didn't know about that. <laughs> you know? So in any case, write in and tell us anything that you want to talk about, anything that you want, uh, wait for it to get to you faster. Cause you know, we're here, we want to bring you information and inspiration. That's really what we're about. Plain and simple. We're here for the larger autism community. That's individuals who are themselves on the autism spectrum, of course. Right. Um, but in addition to that, everybody who loves and cares about them, everybody who cares about the autism community, that they, that individuals in the autism community get the proper respect, 
dignity, resources, services to help them to lead the full and productive lives that they are entitled to, right? That's really what we're here about. So uh, we welcome your, we welcome all of your input here for that larger autism community. So, uh, you know, on Thursdays, I like to remind you guys that we have lots of experts that are on the show. And of course, Danny is an amazing artist and she's definitely an expert in animation and teaching animation to individuals who are on the autism spectrum. Uh, probably eight other things that she's an expert in because she's a brilliant young woman. Um, but I just want to be clear, we have these experts that are on the show and Danny's bringing two amazing experts with her this morning. I should go ahead and introduce who they are. Dr. Sylvia D uh, Dell, I think is how you pronounce her last name. And um, not to be confused with I believe it's uh, Kevin Howard. I wanted to say Ken Howard. That's an actor. Uh, Kevin Howard, who's going to be with us as well, are both wonderful experts, and we'll hear about their expertise. So we have all these experts that are on the show. Don't confuse me as being one of the experts. I'm a mom. I'm a former teacher. I'm a proud autism mom and thrilled to be here. But that's I'm just here to be a switchboard operator for people to be able to tell their stories and to help you to hear their stories and connect with the things that our experts are here to talk about. That's really all I'm, all I'm here for. And uh, it is important to me, I wanna make sure that everybody knows that that's an important mission for me to be on because as a parent of a person who was diagnosed with autism, I got so much help and support and was able to get my son what he needed for him to be able to fly and he is flying i owe it to this community to make sure that i give back that's why i'm here that's it in a nutshell okay so and on thursday we do like to start the show with something we fondly refer to as the jargon of the day this is when we take on one word one phrase one acronym we try to figure out what in the hey nani nani are those experts talking about what does this have to do with us? Why do we need to bother to learn these terms? And I know the first two years after my son was diagnosed, I was like, mm, not gonna do it. I'm not participating in this foolish little jargon thing that you have going on. Either speak in plain English or don't talk to me. And then of course I realized, yeah, I'm just getting in the way of some progress here. That if I learned these terms, it would save time, it would save money, and it would get us further along down the road. So that's when I went over to the dark side and not only tried to learn these terms, but I always want to help other people to understand them because I do think it's worthwhile. And what we do here on the show is we give you the actual definition, which whenever possible, I like to make ridiculous fun of. And then we give you a working definition. So hopefully you can grab hold of it and know what, what this thing is we're talking about and why you should bother with it. But today's term, one of my favorites, it's the whole ball game right here generalization. Now, this is one of those crazy terms that really trips us up in the world of autism and ABA and treatment for autism because I think we all know what generalization means, right? It's a word that's part of our everyday lexicon, right? You know, you'll say to somebody, well, I think that's a sweeping generalization or don't make generalizations about, you know, women. Don't make generalizations about women. We're not all the same, right? We use this word all the time. The thing is, is that when we're talking about this having to do with autism and ABA, it has an entirely different meaning. And guess what? It's the whole ball game. It's what we're all working towards when we're using good quality ABA. In fact, it's one of the hallmarks of good ABA that 
That's what it's about, generalization. So what the heck is it? Let's take a look. Generalization, you're ready for your actual definition? The occurrence of relevant behavior under different non-training conditions. For example, across subjects, settings, people, behaviors, and or time, without the scheduling of the same events in those conditions. Look, I know what generalization is. I know what it looks like. I have no idea what that definition is saying. What on earth? Like, don't you just go, well, that just made it so much clearer. I just want to read the end of that, I guess, because I go, okay, because since I know what it is, the occurrence of relevant behavior under different non-training conditions. Okay, I'm sort of there. For example, across subjects, settings, people, behaviors, and our time, totally there. And then we get to without the scheduling of the same events in those conditions. I almost made it to the end, but same events in those conditions. And I go, wait a minute, what? All right, let's, let's let the lunacy go and let's move on to our working definition. Generalization, being able to apply what has been learned in new ways or situations that were never taught. Okay. So that's a little bit easier to get a handle on. Uh, learning something uh, and, it, it, you know, uh, being able to apply what you've learned in a different situation in which you were never taught. Okay, but let's get it down to the nitty gritty. One of the examples that I always like to use is colors. So when we're trying to teach somebody the concept of the color red, and this is where I see so many ABA providers go, just run it right off into a ditch, right? Because they'll teach the color red, but not the concept of red. And, and for you to understand red and go through your life and have a full understanding of red, you have to understand the full concept of red and you have to understand that there is a class of colors that fit into the umbrella of red, but you're never ever going to sit and take the time to teach someone the myriads of different colors of red unless they want to be an artist and we do that later on. But when someone's learning to speak and communicate, like, you know, teaching them that this particular color of red is, you know, um, salmon, uh, salmon dipped in, you know, some salmon dipped in azul red. No, that's not useful to us. Right. But we want the individual to understand that that is a color of red. So, um, if our beginning understanding before we begin to teach red is we want to teach the concept of red and the full concept of red and to have the individual understand red in all the different ways, then we start out and we go, our plan is we're going to teach red and we're going to teach red in a two-dimensional way and then we're going to teach red in a three-dimensional way and then we're going to teach red in the natural environment. And, you know, and so we have this plan to get to the promised land, which is this individual understands the concept of red. Now, there's a whole bunch of other things that go into it, um, you know, that we have to teach uh, the, the verbal operants of red. I don't want to confuse you with this, but I will say that we want the child to be able to match red. We want the child to be able to identify red, both expressively and receptively. So we want them to say, that's red. Um, or, or I want to be able to say to the child, give me the red one, and they give me the red one, right? 
but we also want them to note when things are red, to notice when things are red. We want them to understand the wide variety of different reds that there are, right? And we want them to be able to bring red up into a conversation where red has not already been there. So if I say to somebody, what, what, are, what are some different colors of apples? I would expect that somewhere in there that they likely could say, well, so, you know, some apples are green and some apples are red. But I didn't say red. And I want them to be able to pull that file up without it having been addressed, right? And, and by the way, I, since I can't teach it in all the different ways, I want to teach enough of red so that wherever they go in their life, that they have an understanding of the concept of red. And when they get that, and I always say it's that uh, the My Fair Lady moment of, by George, I think she's got it, right? That's the moment of generalization, when they get it on their own. Um, and they're able to apply it to situations and people and places that we didn't necessarily teach them, okay? And I'm gonna give you another example here in just a second with our question of the day. But that's generalization, it's the hallmark. Planning for generalization at the very beginning of every lesson that you teach is the one of the hallmarks of really good quality ABA. And it's the place you're trying to get to. So for those of you who are getting stuck on that, well, I saw the videos of ABA, and there were people going, you know, um, give me red, you know, and you're like, that, that the world doesn't function like that. That is not how the world looks. That is not how we do red. I don't, right? That's because it's just step one out of like a bunch of steps. And for those of you who write in and say, I don't understand why my child is not engaging in conversation. Like they can say a bunch of words, but they can't string them together to ask for a baked potato. It's because nobody planned on generalization. They're just teaching the expressive, uh, label and they're not teaching how to get it to the other interverbals. Um, I know that's a jar jargon for another day. Remind me that I got to get to interverbals at some point. Uh, <laughs> we, we should do all the verbal operants uh, at some point. At some point, not today. Today you just want to know that generalization is important. It's the thing that we're working towards. Okay, so moving on to our question of the day, which is going to feed right into this like really nicely. So our question for you today, and I'd love it if you guys write in about this because I think this is like a little test, right, about generalization. How did you learn to drive? Because if you are watching and you are somebody who has a driver's license, then somebody taught you how to drive and their entire intent when they began to teach you to drive was for you to achieve generalization. It's like the perfect example because they couldn't teach you how to drive on every single road across every single bridge. Like that would be exhausting. There's no way that you could do that. You'd spend the rest of your life and you wouldn't even maybe accomplish more than one or two cities, right? But they wanted you to be able to be safe uh, and know the rules of the road so that you could apply what you knew to an intersection that you've never been to before. That's generalization. So how did they do that? Um, first of all, you did a little bit of book learning, you know, maybe you watched some videos about it, and then at some point they took you practice driving and they talked to you about different scenarios, but they just kept building things onto the pile, hoping that at some point you would then generalize driving so that you would be able to drive on almost any road in the world and have an understanding of what the rules of the road are. Keep in mind that in some places, the rules are completely different than other places, right? Where you have to drive on the other side of the road and the steering wheel is on the other car, uh, other side of the car. But whoever taught you to drive was working towards the generalization of you being able to drive wherever, wherever there are cars. That's what generalization is. So write in and talk about 
how did you learn how to drive? My mother taught me. At first, she did the Laverne and Shirley thing where she put, uh, I had to do the book, you know, I had to take the permit uh, test and, and pass that. And then my mother put, you know, like the canopies and the can of corn and we practiced. She was like, she, you know, driving. I had the dinner plate and I was sitting on the couch driving and she was like, all right, now put your foot on the corn, on the peas, on the, you know, and, and I learned how to drive stick. Wasn't good at that. Automatic was, is where it's at. Uh, but write in and tell us how you learned how to drive. I think it's the quickest way for people to understand what generalization is, right? Because if somebody had just taught you how to drive to go around the block, hooey, that wouldn't do, right? So uh, we, when we're teaching something, we want to teach always, no matter what it is, no matter who we're teaching, we want to teach so that we get to that good generalization. That's what it's all about. All right, um, so our topic of the week uh, which I, I sort of love, and we haven't had very much time to talk about it. Uh, it's a good, good topic, is myths about ABA. And, and I, I wanted to do generalization today because one of the myths about ABA, and I know I certainly was told, don't do ABA. Uh, the first uh, person who diagnosed my son said, you know, promise me you won't do ABA with this happy-go-lucky happy child, this child that was biting me on my arm, this child that was frustrated and didn't know how to convey what he wanted and she didn't want me to do ABA and I said why and she said because it'll turn him into a robot um, and you know uh, that like scared me to death right and uh, the idea that he wouldn't be able to enjoy making his own choices you know she was saying they'll just teach him rote phrases he won't understand what he's saying it'll be like teaching a parent and I think there are enough people who have heard that myth or seen videos online and they go, oh, I don't want that for my child. Um, but I, I'm here to say that good quality ABA doesn't do that because it plans for generalization. And everything that was ever taught to my son, he's not walking around thinking it through, right? He, he, the, all of those lessons are his now and he's found the way to apply them to his life because he had good ABA which taught him with the goal of generalization to make it his own. So if you're hearing that myth, uh, you know, I, I absolutely think there's always some truth to everything. And I think there is truth that it, people who are doing bad ABA, um, that it can be very rote and that they never get past that. But that's not good ABA. That's not the intention of ABA and that's not good ABA. So there's your myth uh, of ABA today. So I mentioned at the start of the show that we've got a fantastic, fantastic guest today. Uh, she is such an incredible young woman, animator, graphic artist, uh, brilliant educator, has been teaching around the world, uh, teaching individuals on the autism spectrum and other having other capabilities, other special needs, uh, how to animate. Whew, she's a powerhouse. And really young and been doing this from a really young age. So uh, she leads a very exciting life, and you know, I, I just watch on Facebook all the things she's doing. We're going to have her tell us a little bit about that. And then we're going to be joined by two friends of hers uh, at different times that we're going to Skype into the show, Kevin Howard, who is the creator of uh, a series of books that Danny is now working on, and so we're going to talk with her and with him about that. And then a doctor who's a communication consultant, professor of university at the University of Southern Florida, former professor, excuse me, and we're going to have her joining us here and talking about what she's doing in conjunction with Danny. I think you're going to be really excited. So don't go anywhere. Gather closer. We're going to take a short break and we're going to be back with Danny Bowman. Stick with us.
Welcome back to Autism Live. We're very excited to welcome a very special guest to the studio. Please introduce yourself. Okay. Hi, I'm Danny Bowman. I am the founder and chief creative officer of Danimation Entertainment, an animation company that I started in 2009, specializing in individuals with different abilities, including autism like me. Over the past nine years, more than 1,500 participants have attended our one-week creative animation summer workshops. In just five days, our participants, many without animation experience, learn how to write a story, create, develop storyboards, create music, and record their voiceovers for their 15 to 20 second original animation while making new friends and, and creating long-lasting relationships with individuals with similar interests. We cover the entire animation production process from concept to completion and showcase the student projects on the last day of workshop. What a wonderful, wonderful uh, thing that you do. We've been able to watch you over the years have these camps in lots of different places. <laughs> uh, you've even traveled abroad to be able to do this in, in different places. Sure. Uh, you've been to Alaska. You've been to England. Where else have you been? Uh, you've been everywhere, Danny. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> been a long time. Been a past ten, 10 years of working with Deanimation Entertainment. It gets even bigger and better. Yeah, but people are looking at you and you look very young, but you started this at what age? I've started at age 14, but I started teaching animation around the country at age 16 with Which, Joey Travolta's Inclusion Films. Yeah, we love Joey Travolta here. He's, he's kind of the real deal, I think, you know, that he... A lot of people talk a good game, but it seems like to me Joey does what Joey says he's going to do. And, he, and you've done some really incredible things with Joey. Thank you. He's an incredible mentor. And we have three locations that I will be teaching this year, Joey Travolta invited. Okay. Right now, this year, we currently have 11 a total of 11 animation camps that I will be teaching, including okay. Joey's. So let's talk about where some of these are, because if somebody's close to one of them, maybe they want to sign up for it, or they have someone in their family that would really benefit from these. Is there an age range that's appropriate, Danny, for these camps? The age ranges really depends on the, the camps, but okay. typically we teach from 10 to 22. Okay, wonderful. So where are some camps, do you know all 11? Or we, do we have them written down here? Tell yes. us, where are they? <laughs> so the three locations at Joey Travolta's Inclusion Films, I'm invited to teach animation at Vero Beach, Florida with ARC. Okay. And then at- Vero Beach, Florida, okay. Yes. And then the second one I will be teaching at will be at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at Carlo University. The new autism, the, I mean, the autism organization has a new location at Carlo. And then I will be returning to Tenafly, New Jersey with Marble Jam Kids. I love that. Okay, that all sounds really cool. And those happen during the summer, correct? Yes, correct. So if somebody is in, in one of those areas or close enough to it and they want to know more about it, would they go to Inclusion Films or go to your website? They can go to Inclusion Films, my website, and also to Arts for All Florida, which reminds me that we have four locations this year for Animation Gets Real by Arts for All Florida. Okay, so, do you want to say what those locations are? Sure. The four camps that we have is we have the University of South Florida, the I Teach Lounge in Tampa, Florida. Then I will travel to Miami Gardens at the North State Regional Library. 
then to the Cutler Bay location, the Self-Date Regional Library, and then last, back to Tampa, but this time the new location, the McDonald Training Center. Man, Danny, you're, I'm tired even hearing this. I don't know how you, but you're young. I guess that's how you have the energy to do all these things. Okay. <laughs> in addition, yes, I have two camps in in Los Angeles. We're still we're looking for a look. We're currently working for a location. It could be in Burbank or Glendale. You never know. Okay. Um, and, and, the, and, and, and then the course, other one. And of course, two weeks at the University of Plymouth in England. We expanded to two weeks. Last year, we had one week at the University of Plymouth, which was successful. The UK branch was founded by my good friend, Joe Westlake, alongside with his friend, Andrew Pearson. Successful and pals. We saw an amazing video of you uh, there at that university teaching and, and the difference that it made in some of the lives of your students. Because honestly, you guys, if you have not seen what Danny does, it's nothing short of miraculous because as you said, it's, you know, five days, you go in and they are able to produce something that's like, what, 15 to 20 seconds, did you yes. say? Yes, 15 to 20 seconds of animation is, highly, is what I highly recommend. But it's... It's so empowering because they're able to come up with a concept and then take it from concept through to having something that they can show. It's it's powerful stuff, you guys. So really remarkable. So again, you know, I think probably the best place for people to go to know about all of them is to go to your website, which is what? Correct. You can visit um, Danny Mation's camps at dannyacademy.com, which is a shortcut, a really quick shortcut to the Danny Mation Entertainment camps. Okay. So, Danny, D-A-N-I. Academy. Academy. Uh, all right. So, Traven, do you have that? Because I'm, I'm a horrible speller, and I don't want to spell it out because I'm going to get it wrong. If not, we're going to bring it back after the next break. But It's Academy. It's A-C-A-D-E-M-Y. So, Danny Academy. Yes. Uh, but then is there animation after that? It's just DannyAcademy.com. DannyAcademy.com, which is a shortcut for Dannymation Entertainment's one-week workshops. Okay. All right. Have you guys got that? Traven's going to get it for you. Um, okay, but that's, and we, we left out that you may be in, we said in L.A. you may be in Burbank, Glendale, but then there's one that's in Montrose. Is that correct? We we have one in Montrose at Technics Academy. It was like a huge success. Mm -hmm. The camps were like all sold out. Wow, could you imagine that? I can imagine that, Danny, because I know what you do, and it's really amazing. We also have our guest uh, voice actress, Debbie Jaraberry, the voice of Jimmy Neutron, in oh teaching the, um, the voice acting class on Wednesday, which was like a great turnout. And that's the one that's in Montrose? Yes. Okay. Woo! And that's a one week or a two week in Montrose. It was one week in Montrose. Okay, but you're doing that again this summer. Well, it could be it could be Montrose, but it could also be sure. Burbank or okay. Glendale, right. like I've mentioned. Okay, we're not sure then. Okay, um, but you've got a lot of projects going on. You, yep. I mean, you're like a very busy person. What degree are you working on right now, Danny? Well, I finished my degree two years ago. About two years ago yes. in Atwoodbury University with a BA, BFA in animation, yeah. and now I am striving to get my MBA in global strategy and leadership. I, I just, like, how can we be anything but impressed? And, uh, oh, honestly. by yes. the way, yeah. after I get my MBA, I'm going to go forward for my PhD to, for positive psychology and autism. 
I love that. Of course you are. Um, because you have all this free time not. This is one of the busiest people in the, on the face of the planet. Because uh, you've got a whole other set of things that you've been working on. And I understand that you bring, we're Skyping in some guests. Talk about what we're going to be talking about. Yes. So the project that we're currently working on for Denimation Entertainment is currently working on an animated series adaption of the books called The Cookie Adventures of My Friend Cookabook. Or simply, Kookabook. <laughs> I love it, Kookabook. And so we're going to, in just a minute, we're going to be joined by... Kevin the, Howard, the creator yeah. of the book series, and who is the person who is going to... We will talk even more further after the break. Okay, and then after that break, we're going to meet another friend of yours. Tell us about that friend. Dr. Sylvia Deal was the former USF um, professor, and she's also the founder of Knowledge Counts Online. Okay. She was also, she's also our communication consultant for the Cookabook series. Wonderful. So we're going to talk about all of that and more with Danny, and you guys can be writing in your questions right now. I'm having trouble accessing the live feature, but I'm working on it. Uh, so, uh, but write in on Facebook and on YouTube because we're not having trouble accessing that. Uh, and we're going to be right back with more from Danny after these messages. Stick with us. Stick. Welcome back to Autism Live. Danny, would you like to introduce our first guest? Sure. Kevin Howard is the creator of the book series, The Cookie Adventures of My Friend Cookabook. These book series are social stories that help teach neurotypical children, like Emily in the series, how to make friends with kids with autism. And he's, and Kevin and I were developing an animated series adaption based on his books. What, how exciting. Now, of course, we, in that moment, we're starting to get some feedback. But, Kevin, welcome to the show. Oh, hello. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be on the show with you guys. We're happy to hey, have Danny. you, too. <laughs> uh, so let's, let's talk a little bit about the history of, it's, it's Cookabook? Cookabook? How do I say it? Cookabook. Cookabook. Cookabook, okay. Um, Cookabook. And how did this come to be, Kevin? Uh, well, it's a creation of two of my um, most favorite inspirations in my life. Uh, one is my oldest son, Seth, uh, who's a senior in high school now. Uh, Fifteen years ago, he was diagnosed with uh, autism. And the other inspiration is a toy that I had almost 50 years ago, a little toy named uh, Kookabook. It was a stuffed animal that was given to me while I was uh, having an extended stay in the hospital. And Kookabook helped me get through that stay by keeping me company. And uh, he and I went on all these imaginary adventures together uh, to uh, pass the time. Because back then we didn't have uh, cell phones or iPads or Game Boys or any of this stuff. We didn't have cable TV. Uh, we had transistor radios. I don't know if people remember that. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so uh, my imagination and my new friend, uh, we, we passed the time going on all these, what I called kooky adventures together. And uh, many years later, after my son was diagnosed with um, um, autism spectrum disorder, we were having some difficulty with him uh, uh, with new experiences, the challenges of doing just everyday normal things. Uh, a therapist suggested to start writing social stories for him. So she explained what they were, and 
I started putting some together and uh, got a little bit more sophisticated with it. And we were getting ready to take a trip to New York, and we were going to put together a social story for my friend, uh, uh, for, for Seth. And it reminded me of my friend Kookaboo because I said to Seth, hey, buddy, we're going to go on all these adventures to the big city because we're going to visit my uh, parents. And when I said it that way, for some reason, the kooky adventures of my friend Kookaboo popped into my head, and I was able to use that character in a way to help other people uh, the way he helped me during my difficult time. So um, the two inspirations came together, and voila, we have this uh, book series uh, that we, we put out there, and we want to help uh, individuals and families and children uh, that have been touched by autism spectrum disorder. And uh, at the same time, we want to uh, send a strong message of how you can have a very rewarding relationship. Really, it's about relationships and having friendships with just about anybody, no matter what it is, as long as you're um, accepting and kind and understanding and all those things. And, and so I that's kind of how it all came together. And it's a that? that's a pretty amazing story, very heartwarming. But I understand that then the way you got to meet each other, Danny, is mm -hmm. also a pretty interesting story, too. How did you get connected with Kevin? So Kevin and I connected. He was referred by my good friend Rachel Barcelona. She's going to be, she's also going to be the voice of Emily in the upcoming animated series in in Kookabook, the Kooky Adventures of My Friend Kookabook. So Kevin emailed to me and he was explaining the idea about adapting his book series into an animated series. I looked at his books and they were like, oh, how cute. These are really great social stories. Mm -hmm. So therefore, after I look at them, so uh, Kevin and I agreed to create the animated series adaption. We also have like other people on board, such as our onboard executive producer, Randy Abrams. Of course, we have Rachel Barcelona. We have um, Christopher Castillo, who is my who is my classmate from Woodbury University who graduated the same year as I, who's, he's currently on board as a storyboard artist and cleanup artist, and lastly, Keaton Bicknell, who is our music composer from, from St. Augustine, Florida. Wonderful, wonderful. And so you guys are working on this. When do you think the rest of us are gonna get to see some of this? We will get to see this soon. We, it's been a year since um, Kevin and I started this production production together we're just um, we were like on board right Kevin yep yep we've been uh, obviously we've been mobilizing the kooky campaign has been mobilizing and uh, we have a lot of people on board and uh, we're ready to put out a, a animated series that's gonna be uh, entertaining and fun that's our our main goal but also to uh, teach and, and that's the, the the premise of the whole series is we're gonna teach uh, people, how they can have relationships um, and get along, uh, no matter what the condition is. Um, well, that brings up a really <laughs> wonderful segue because uh, we, I understand that we have a clip that we can look at, and then we're going to have an opportunity to talk to Dr. Deal uh, about some of that educational piece. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, we aren't able to have you and her on at the same time, Kevin. But uh, we're thrilled that you were here. Is there a website that we should go to to see more about Kookabook? Oh, sure. You can find out uh, everything you need to know about Kookabook by going to www. 
www.kookabook.com. There it is on the screen. K-O-O-K-A-B-U-K.com. Uh, I'll give you all the history. I'll tell you about the authors, uh, all the events that we've been uh, 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 part of for, for the past three, four years now. Um, we have games, and uh, we have an online store. I mean, we got a lot of things going on right there on our website. So uh, we invite everybody to come visit. And we, we tell you, when you get there, uh, feel free to join the Kooky Troop. Uh, become a member of the Kooky Troop. And one of the major benefits, aside from helping many families and, and children that have been touched by autism, but uh, you get a 10% discount automatically on everything from Kookaboo's online store. So uh, there's a lot of advantages to being part of the uh, Kooky Troop. Well, I want to be part of the Kooky Troop. I will make sure that we do that. <laughs> Kevin, thank you so much for being with us. And of course, we want you guys to come back once you guys fully launch, right? Yes, thank you for coming. We'll also be doing like a, um, a campaign, whether it's going to be Kickstarter or Indiegogo. You never know. Right, make sure that we know. We're going to go right now to the clip. And then when we come back, we're going to have Dr. Deal with us. That's so Everybody's, That's right. Everybody's Here check out the clip. is the Go pitch ahead. trailer. This is just an animatic trailer. It's currently work in progress, but here it is, our animatic trailer. world to break into for anyone but if you're autistic it's even harder Plymouth University is giving children with autism a head start into the animation industry by hosting a summer boot camp as the course is the brainchild of an American entrepreneur who, who is autistic herself and started her own animation company at the age of just 14 spotlights Melanie Chiswell has been to see what children have been learning just who do you think you are? Stepping inside the action-packed world of animation, stories and ideas start off on paper and then come to life. Final battle scene. Pegleg Harold and I fight. And there I'm going to defeat Pegleg Harold by cutting his peg leg off and making him fall over on his side. <laughs> Everyone laughing, laughing, laughing. laughing. <laughs> The summer camp will give autistic children a real chance of making it into the animation industry. It's the brainchild of Danny Bowman, who started her own business when she was just 14. Animation is my form of visual language. It's, this is the way of how I tell stories. Animation is definitely a unique form of visual art and way of telling a story. Not only is the summer camp teaching valuable skills, it's boosting self-esteem too. You think in a different way, um, and while it may be difficult, it can also be a gift. And you should use that gift and you should use it to propel yourself to the top. Melanie Chiswell, BBC Spotlight, Plymouth. Thank you, children.
Frustrated by trying to figure out what is best for your child with autism? Hi, I'm Dr. Sylvia Deal with Knowledge Counts Online. I want to help you turn stressful situations into successful ones. For example, meet Rose and her son Cookabook. Going to the grocery store was very challenging for both of them. Let's take a look. Hi, I'm Rose, Cookabook's mom. Situations like this are so stressful. I have found better ways to deal with these common challenges. Come, let me show you what I learned from Dr. Sylvia Deal and Knowledge Counts Online. Cookie, let's go to the grocery store to get your favorite cereal. Rose really showed a perfect way to make grocery shopping fun and understandable for Cookbook. Here's my friend, Dr. Sylvia Deal, who taught me this strategy. Start with getting just one favorite item, and then you can grow your grocery list as your child starts to understand. Pretty soon, your child will be helping you fill the basket. That's right. The tools from Knowledge Counts Online can help you with your everyday challenges and turn stressful into successful. Thanks, Rose! Knowledge Counts Online will give you the tools and strategies that will help you turn stressful situations into successful ones. Visit KnowledgeCountsOnline.com for a free lesson. I want to help you take the full out of stress and put it in success. Let's get started today. Welcome back. We are here in the studio with the wonderful and talented Danny Bowman. You just saw clips about her camps and then we saw a wonderful clip about our next guest, which I'm going to have you introduce in just a second, um, and kind of uh, a melding of the work that she does and with the Kookaboo um, series that you guys are working on. We'll have you explain all that. But Danny, introduce our guest. Okay. Dr. Sylvia Deal is the former is the former USF professor and she's the founder of Knowledge Counts Online, which you saw in the break. And she's also the communication consultant for the Cookabook series. Say hi. Welcome. Hi. So I'm so happy to be here. So you can see how Danny uses her talents to help me um, take my um, online school for parents of children with autism called Knowledge Counts and make it so much more friendly for parents um, to attempt to learn the kinds of strategies that will help them problem solve at home and to be a better collaborator um, on their teams at school and in medical settings. So she's just been a wonderful partner in this endeavor. I, I taught at the University of South Florida for 30 years, and I just took what I teach my graduate students and made it much simpler. But I realized that it was still 
a little too professorish. <laughs> so Danny been helping me make it more comfortable and more fun for parents. And um, Kevin has so kindly and generous, uh, generously let me use the Kookaboo characters. So I feel like it's for cir- full circle. After meeting Danny, I met Kevin, and we realized that I worked with his family when his son was three years old. So I feel like part of a real team. <laughs> it is a, an amazing, a powerhouse team between the three of you. So all of you together now are working on the animated series that is that is different and separate from what you've been doing on, online with your Knowledge Counts. Is that correct? Right. That's correct. Right. Uh, yes. And so in your role as, as the consultant, what kinds of things are you bringing to the table to make this? Because Kevin was just saying that the whole point is to be educational. What kinds of things are you um, bringing into this, Dr. Deal? So I really look um, throughout my experience to try and make sure that we're looking at a broad range of children and that we're truly capturing the kinds of experiences that I see across families and within different cultures and that we really focus on the positive parts of what we can do for families and children with autism and what we can do that's supported by science. So parents have a solid place to go for information and that For instance, the parent tips and things like that that are in the back of Kevin's books really represent the research literature that we know works for children with autism. How exciting. Now, before we run out of time, and we are running out of time, Dr. Deal, tell us where we can go to get more information on the Knowledge Counts online. So if you just simply go to www.knowledgecountsonline.com, You are welcome to explore our website. Um, The Visual Supports and Strategies courses is free for you, so you can see if these kind of courses um, fit well within your learning style and what you'd like to learn. Additionally, we have a Facebook chat that's now open, so you can come, ask me questions, ask other parents questions, and um, I also have a blog on my um, Knowledge Counts uh, website that if you want to look at um, things that are more seasonal, like Halloween or um, Christmas or birthday parties or things like that that are are challenges that just come up around the year. Yeah. (laughs) I'm curious, Danny, for you working on this project with her, the Knowledge Counts, being an individual with a diagnosis yourself and then seeing these interventions that she was talking about, was it really interesting for you? It's really interesting to me, but it would have been better if um, if it would be interesting to a whole range of audience if we just do, if if we do animation segments together to make it more friendly. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we can see there that that when just exactly what Dr. Deal was saying, that when you animate, it makes it a little bit more user friendly for all of us. You're very clever, Dr. Deal. Oh, thank goodness for Danny. 
Yeah, she's Thank a remarkable you. young woman and uh, talented. Thank you so much. So talented. Uh, and, and really, uh, you know, when I look at all the different ways that you are bringing things to the autism community, Danny, it's really powerful, all Thank the different you. things that you're doing. It's pretty remarkable. So, uh, again, we want to go over some websites as we're running out of time here. But So, Danny, where do they want to go to get to your website? They can look me up on dannymationentertainment.com. For the camps, you can look up on dannyacademy.com. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. Okay. Under Danimation or under... Danny Academy. Under Danny Mason Entertainment on Facebook. There we go. And Dr. Deal, the website for them to go to for you? It, it's dodgecountsonline.com, um, but you can also reach me on email at knowledgecounts at gmail.com. And uh, we don't want to forget to go to Kookabook. Uh, yes. And, and so, uh, Trayvon, go ahead and put the Kookabook up for us again because it was just kookabook.com, wasn't it? Yes, there it is. Kookabook.com. Yes. Simply Kookabook. There we go. Uh, what an amazing project, and we look forward to having you guys back on when you have more to show us. Yes. It seems exciting. We will soon have the Kookabook series more in development. Fabulous. And you're going to tell us about when you have your Kickstarter, because we all want to be involved. Kickstarter, Indiegogo, whatever. It's whatever it is. Uh, Danny, thank you so much for coming and for taking the time and bringing these wonderful guests, and thank you for the work No problem. Do. It is my pleasure. Thank you again for having me be on. Always our pleasure. You can come whenever you want. You know, you're one of the most requested guests that people write in and go, Where, why don't you have Danny on the show? And we're like, well, we do, but she's a little busy. Uh, I just want to say um, thank you guys so much for being here. Tomorrow on the show, we've got a great oldie but goodie. Let's talk autism with Shannon and Nancy. And then next week, woo, we've got some amazing shows for you. Back tomorrow. Until then, give your kiddos a hug for me and one for you too. Bye-bye for now. Bye.